Super Talk Mississippi media production. All right, back on track alphabetically today on the uh, Spring Wraparound Series. We'll do Kentucky with our friend John Hale from the Lexington Herald Leader. John, Will Levis off to the NFL, likely a top 10 pick, depending on you know which mock draft you look at. But is it possible that Kentucky is a little more consistent this year at quarterback with, with Devin Leary there? Uh, it's possible. I mean, I, obviously, the, the first step is Devin Leary has to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, he tore his pectoral muscle, I think, game six um, at NC State last year, missed the rest of the season. He was healthy enough to be a full participant in spring. He was technically on a bit of a pitch count, but they rotate so much in practice, I don't think it ever became a factor. Uh, he also missed part of a season uh, at his previous school with a broken leg, so health has been an issue for him at times. But his one healthy full season as the starter, he was one of five finalists for the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award. He threw 35 touchdowns and five interceptions that year. So we know at his best, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And I definitely think you can make the argument that while he's not anywhere close to the NFL draft prospect Will Levis is, he might be a better college quarterback. Plus, everyone around him should be better this year than they were for Will Levis. All those receivers are a year older. They're rebuilding the offensive line. Uh, that will help him a lot, too. So I think there's, you know, I, I think the odds would suggest the offense is better this year, even though they lost a, a possible top 10 pick. And then in the backfield, I mean, Kentucky the past you know five, six years has just had that guy in the backfield, somebody they could rely on to, to get yardage. Who is it this year? I think it's going to be more by committee. It will remind me of there was kind of a bridge year between Benny Snell and Chris Rodriguez where they split carries between Rodriguez, A.J. Rose, and Cavassier Smoke. I think it's going to be closer to that. But it appears the main guy, the featured back, will be Ray Davis, the transfer from Vanderbilt. Um, Kentucky knows what he can do up front because he torched them in that game where they got embarrassed by Vanderbilt at home last year. Uh, he's not quite Chris Rodriguez in terms of his ability to like break through tackles, but he is you know, kind of a little bowling ball kind of guy who gets tough yards. I think he had 500-yard games in SEC play last year. So he's proven himself at this level. He's a veteran. He's got a great backstory. He's a guy that I think can be a positive presence in that locker room as well. But you'll also see guys like Jatan McClain, uh, who kind of came on last year at, at times, uh, be a, an important player. Uh, they have a, a, a transfer from a year ago, uh, Ramon Jefferson, who transferred from Sam Houston State, started his career at Maine, where he actually played for Liam Cohen as a freshman. He's been in college football for that long. Wow. He tore his ACL on the first drive of Kentucky's uh, home op- or season opener last season, so his he missed spring practice. He works his way back from that, but he got an extra year of eligibility. Uh, if he's healthy, he could be a factor. And then they have a freshman they really like, Jamarion Wilcox, who they signed late in the spring. Um, it, he's going to have every chance, I think, to earn a spot in this rotation. So multiple guys, but Ray Davis uh, maybe first among the group. You mentioned it a minute ago, rebuilding the offensive line. That was a real issue for Kentucky last year. Couldn't protect Will Levis for the most part, gave up a ton of sacks. You know, you, are they going to be improved? They have to be improved for Kentucky to be better this year, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the first step in that is they added Marcus Cox uh, from Northern Illinois, who's going to come in and take over the left tackle position. Um, he's a guy, another transfer, it was a theme this year, who played against Kentucky last season, impressed them while they were scouting for that game. He actually tore some ligaments in his foot against Kentucky in this rest of the season, but he had a game and a half back-to-back against Vanderbilt. Kentucky, I think, put enough on film for them to be confident he can play at this level. Uh, and from all indications, this spring was a, a big upgrade at that position. And then adding him 
allows them to kind of move everybody else to a, a better spot. So Kenneth Horsey, who was a really good guard two years ago, played left tackle out of necessity last year. Now he comes back for his extra year of eligibility, slides back to his left guard position. They flip flop or they moved Jagger Burton from left guard to center and Eli Cox from center to right guard, where Cox was a midseason All-American in 21 when Liam Cohen was offensive coordinator before. So he's more comfortable with that position. The one real toss-up right now is still right tackles wide open. Uh, the returning starter, Jeremy Flax, is back, uh, as well as their their top two backups there. But it doesn't seem like any of those guys have, have taken the job. So they're going to add another transfer in the next few weeks to either compete or take over that right tackle job, the early guy. Uh, Cortland Ford, who's from uh, Southern Cal, a transfer. He, I think he's going to be on campus this week. He's, he's a name to watch. But they will try to add at least one, maybe two more transfers on the offensive line so they feel much better about their depth going into the fall. Defensively, this team was really good. I mean, that's what you would expect with a Mark Stoops coach team. Number two total defense in the SEC a season ago. Can they maintain that level? I know they had some some key losses, but, I mean, this is, again, Kentucky defense the past five, six years has just been good almost every year. Yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, we had this conversation a little bit going into last season, but it's even more so now where they're at this part, this point as a program, especially on defense, where you lose guys who have played a ton, but the players who are stepping into those roles, A, have some experience themselves. They're not like true freshmen. They're juniors, sophomores, seniors who have played a lot as backups. And B, were higher ranked recruits than the guys they're replacing. So you lose in the heart of your defense, DeAndre Square and Jacquez Jones are two inside linebackers who I think more than anything, that's going to hurt from a leadership standpoint. But the guys replacing them, Trevin Wallace and Derek Jackson, both pretty highly touted recruits, played a ton last year when Square and Jones were hurt. Uh, are probably more talented than both of those guys. They feel really good about their ability to do that. You saw it in the secondary a year ago. Um, Jalen Geiger was their starter at, at one of the safety positions. He gets hurt early in the season. Jordan Lovett, a redshirt freshman, steps in and has an you know all freshman team kind of kind of debut season, and now has kind of taken that position and run with it. The one question mark um, is still at cornerback. You lose both of your starters there. They added J.Q. Hardaway, a transfer from Cincinnati. Jansen Dunn, a transfer from Ohio State. Uh, have another guy, Andrew Phillips, who played a lot as nickel for them last year and will move to corner. I think they feel good about their options, but none of them are very proven there. So you're kind of just relying on the fact that Mark Stoops is a DB coach. They've had this track record the last four or five years of producing NFL-level cornerbacks, and, and you hope that one of those guys emerges from the group there to, to kind of take over that spot. But it's kind of still a work in progress, I think. Let's talk about this series specifically because it's been, I think, eight years. 2014 was the last time the the road team won in this series. State came up there when the, fresh off of being ranked number one and beat Kentucky. Since then, it's it's been nothing but the home team winning. The game's in Starkville this year. Why has the home team dominated this series as much? Is it just these teams are just so close to each other that that home field advantage is what takes it over the top? Yeah, I mean, I, I assume that's part of it, but, I mean, on the same, you know, same – the opposite end of that, I mean, we've seen Kentucky, like last year, Kentucky was more talented um, than a team to Vanderbilt, and they lost to them at home. So, like, the you know, it's not like Kroger Field has been some sort of impenetrable fortress for them at times over the years. I mean, obviously playing in Starkville is a, a much different scenario with the Cowbells and everything. It's it's hard. I mean, it's, it's still the loudest stadium I've ever been in in the SEC when the Cowbells get going, even though it's not nearly as big as some of these other places. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a factor, I think. Uh, but I, I, I mean, it just seems like one of those weird things. It'll be interesting if, you know, obviously 
you know, we talk about this series of Mississippi State wins this year at home, that might be the end of it in terms of a regular series. Because when the, yeah. the schedule changes in 24, I doubt they're going to be permanent opponents. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a surprise in there. Uh, but it, you know, this has been such a back and forth part of it. Uh, we may not get a long-term resolution with the way the SEC schedule is going to go. Well, I would love to ask you how a team spends six hundred million dollars and is eleventh in the EPL table, but we'll skip that. <laughs> and ask the, the question we've been asking everybody on the on these preview interviews, and that's when we get to the end of November after the Kentucky Louisville game. What are we saying about Kentucky this year? Do they bounce back? Or are they still a six and six kind of team? Where is this Kentucky team at the end of the season? Yeah, I mean, I, and for me, it all rests on whether Devin Leary stays healthy. If he does, I think they're, you know, in that 8-9 win conversation that they've been the last, you know, a couple times in the last five years. Mm-hmm. If he's not, they will be struggling to make a bowl game because their backup quarterback situation is just not at a spot where you, you're convinced any of those guys can win games in the league right now. I do think one really important thing for Kentucky – is this time a year ago, everybody was telling them how good they were. You know, all summer it was like, you're going to contend for the SEC East. You're going to maybe go to a New Year's Six bowl game. They were ranked in the top 25 preseason for just the fifth time in program history. My hand is and raised, Frank- John. My hand is raised on this. Yeah, I-, I was me, one of them. Me too. And yeah. so, and frankly, they did not handle that well. I mean, this has been a program that has been so successful in playing the chip on your shoulder going to SEC media days every summer and talking about how nobody respects us and they're picking South Carolina ahead of us for whatever reason again. And with, uh, you know, they did not handle success. And Mark Stoops has talked since basically his post-game press conference at the Music City Bowl that something just did not feel right last season. He had one rant in spring practice, you know, a few weeks ago after a Saturday practice where he came out and said, you know, we don't have any leaders. Guys are entitled right now. So it's clear a big point of emphasis is getting that mentality back that they that was so key in their rebuilding project. If they do that, if they can play the underdog card, the no respect card, because nobody's going to be picking them this year because they you know, kind of dropped the ball a season ago, I think there's a path to be an eight-win team, an outback bowl kind of team. That seems like the ceiling to me. But you know, if, if some of these transfers pan out, uh, maybe they can have the season a year ago that everybody thought, but I, I'm certainly not going to pick it until I see it. Always interesting to find out about Kentucky. It's just such a huge swing game for both teams. Uh, year in, year out. Although this year was kind of weird. State had the better year despite losing to Kentucky. So that's an outlier, though, as as you know. John Hale from the Lexington Herald Leader. Man, always a great pleasure to talk to you. Appreciate your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.